Jake here. Thank you for taking a trip to the past with me. The original podcast version of The Americans will be released weekly, but if you don't want to wait, then go to jakebible.substack.com and become a paid subscriber. You'll receive access to all of The Americans as well as early release novels, audiobooks, and other exclusive extras. That's jakebible.substack.com. Now enjoy the original podcast production of The Americans. Cheers. Warning. This podcast reading is for mature audiences only. You will not be warned again. Welcome to the podcast reading of Jake Bible's The Americans, book two in the Dead Mech Apex Trilogy. The Americans is a side quill to Dead Mech, meaning it takes place simultaneously with book one. You can listen to this novel first or start with Dead Mech. Go to jakebible.com for more information on this podcast, Dead Mech, and other fiction by Jake Bible. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Americans, y'all. Um, this is going to be short, sweet, no rambling. I just don't have time to ramble. Um, it's also going to be a very short episode just because I don't have time to put out a long episode. I don't know if you've heard, I've got a dead mech Kindle rush on Tuesday, March 1st. Since I'm recording this on Sunday, um, yeah, I got a, I got a little... A little bit of busy things to do here. So, um, it's going to be a short episode. You guys are going to be pissed. I know I'm going to catch hell for it. But what you can do, I could just not release an episode. And then I'd catch even more hell. And then you wouldn't even get a little taste of the next episode. And it just all would have spiraled down. But, like I said, I have a Kindle Rush coming. So, um, set your calendars. Set your reminders. March 1st. That's Tuesday, March 1st. Um, head on over, purchase Dead Mech, the Kindle version. We're going to see how high up the charts we can push it. And um, I think that's about it. That's really, see, no rambling this time. I ain't got time to ramble. It's um, just going to be down, dirty, and um, raw kind of intro here. But um, enjoy. And hey, don't forget, promos at the end. Listen to them. Support some folks. And as always, thanks, everybody. Cheers. Chapter 4 General Fitzroy tossed the Dataplast report across the room and punched his desk again and again and again until the wood top began to crack. Feel better, sir? Corporal Stevens asked. I'm sure your desk had it coming. Fuck off, Stevens. Yes, sir. Fitzroy stood up and walked to the bay window overlooking the Suffolk American Military and Intelligence Complex. He watched American troops training in the staging field, newly called up rookies, just kids really, getting the hang of their shock suits and weaponry. Veteran troopers milled about, giving them pointers, sparring, giving the rookies shit when needed. Fitzroy bent down and retrieved the report. Ghosts are one thing, Fitzroy said. We have plenty of those off the books. That's the fucking point of ghosts. But a vessel? First I've heard of it. Me too, sir, Stevens responded. You want me to get Colonel Masterson, sir? The report indicates he signed off on the project. No, Corporal. That isn't necessary. Stevens cocked his head for a moment, then nodded. Uh, sir, I have Prime Minister Lane on the comm. Shall I put her through? Been waiting for this call, Fitzroy sighed. Yeah, put her through. He walked slowly back to his desk. 
Yes, sir. The PM is on channel 135. Thank you, Corporal. Dismissed. The Corporal saluted, nodded, turned about face, and left the office. General Fitzroy took a deep breath and activated his comm. Madam Prime Minister, I'm glad you called. I've been going over the Gramercy report, and... I called you, General, and I need you to listen, Prime Minister Lane said, her voice harsh and abrupt. I don't know what you Americans are playing at, but an act of deceit like this will not be tolerated. You are to order all of your community-embedded family combat units back to your base and remain there until the King has had a chance to consult with Parliament and the League of Monarchies. Do not think this will go unpunished. The general played the words over in his head several times before responding. I'm sorry, Madam Prime Minister, but I don't have a good goddamn idea what you're talking about, he said, pressing the summons button for Corporal Stevens. I can assure you that I did not have knowledge of an unregistered American. In fact, I'm beginning to think the LOMSD has their facts wrong, and this entire do not lecture me on who has their facts wrong and who doesn't, General, Prime Minister Lane shouted. Until this matter is cleared up, I expect, and the King expects, full cooperation. There is an LOMSD team being dispatched to your base. They will be allowed access to any and all information they deem necessary to their investigation. Any resistance from you, General, could mean the revocation of your sanctuary status by the King and the expulsion of all Americans from the United Kingdom. Am I clear? Corporal Stevens burst into the office, waving frantically. I understand, Prime Minister, General Fitzroy answered through gritted teeth. He placed the calm on mute. What, Corporal? Sir, I have reports of family combat units being found executed in their homes, Stevens exclaimed. All units had special data techs among them, sir. The general activated his calm once again. I'm sorry about that, Prime Minister, but um, new developments have come to light. Are you aware that several family units tasked with data techs have been reported executed? There was silence on the other end for a moment. I wasn't aware of that, General. I am sorry for the losses. The general narrowed his eyes. Sorry for the losses? Prime Minister Lane, I believe you are keeping something from me. Now, I will welcome the LOMSD investigators when they get here, and I'll make sure they are assisted within reason. General Fitzroy, the Prime Minister shouted, you will comply with my order or there will be serious, permanent consequences. The General laughed. I agree with you there, Prime Minister, but I warn you not to start something you cannot finish. I certainly hope your office hasn't had anything to do with the attacks on American FCUs. That would be unfortunate. Good day, Prime Minister. He disconnected the comm. Now I want to speak to Colonel Masterson. Get his ghost ass in here. Colonel Richard Blue Masterson watched the rookies struggle with the BC, their jack points still not used to full integration. The skin around the points was raw and pink, and many of the rookies dropped their shock suits before even getting the first point to connect. Come on, you fucking wimps! He shouted. Every one of you is a disgrace to the American name. We invented biochrome. We invented jackpoints. We are born to do this. You think your poor mothers endured months of fetal genetic manipulation so you can act like bigger pussies than the ones you came out of? Fuck no. Now fucking connect and blow some goddamn shit up. But it hurt, sir, one of the rookies called out. Who fucking said that? Blue screamed. Which one of you wasted eggs had the motherfucking balls to say that? No one responded. 
That's what I fucking thought. Yes, it's going to fucking hurt. In fact, it'll hurt every time you connect with your shock suit. This is adaptable armor that responds to your genetic code and is controlled by drilling tiny little fucking spikes into those bloody holes all over your body. Does any part of that process sound like it won't fucking hurt? Now, the next motherfucking shitbag that complains will have a jack point inserted into their ass by me personally. Do you under-fucking-stand? Sir, yes, sir, the rookies yelled, doubling their efforts. Colonel Masterson, Corporal Stevens' voice called over the comm. General Fitzroy would like to see you ASAP. Masterson growled, then stared down each rookie until they couldn't keep eye contact. I'll be right up, he finally responded. You fucking pussies better be suited up and already blasting shit to fucking kingdom come by the time I get back. If any one of you cannot hit a target at 50 yards, then you will all fucking sleep in those things. Do you understand? Sir, yes, sir. Mr. Stone let the water run over him, his forehead pressed against the slick tile. Agent Stone? A voice called out. Stone refused to respond. Agent Stone, are you in here? What kind of fucking question is that, he thought. Every hollow cam in this fucking shower is watching me right now. Agent Stone, if you are in here, please respond, the voice said, louder, closer this time. Mr. Stone sighed, reached out, and shut the water off. What? A young man stepped to the shower room door and peered through the steam. I've been instructed to escort you to conference room 13. You have a new assignment, and will be briefed in five minutes. Can I fucking put a towel on? Stone growled, pushing past the man and stepping to his locker. Well, uh, of course, the young man stammered. I, I mean, you have time to get dressed. Stone fixed a cold gaze on the man. I thought you said I had five minutes. Which is it? Time to get dressed or five minutes? You should be exact when giving a time frame. The young man blinked repeatedly, obviously confused. Mr. Stone waved him off. Never mind he said. Tell them I'll be right there. But, sir, I was instructed to escort me. Yeah, I heard you. I don't need an escort. I know where conference room 13 is. The young man began to protest, but before he could get a word out, Mr. Stone was in his face, his left hand clamped on the man's crotch. You want to keep these? Stone snarled. Or do you want to be known as Agent Eunuch? The young man swallowed, but didn't answer. Stone let go of the man's balls and pulled a pair of boxers from his locker, slipped them on, then grabbed his uniform. I'll be right there. The young man nodded, turned, and fled the locker room. Reginald poured himself a glass of water from one of the many pitchers on the conference table before pulling up a chair. He glanced at the three men at the far end of the table. He didn't know those men and didn't want to. The man directly across from him, however, he did know. Thank you for joining us, Reginald, Director Gine said. Mr. Stone should be... Ah, here he is now. Hope it wasn't a bother, Stone. Fuck you, Gine. Get to the point, Mr. Stone said after taking a seat next to Reginald. What's the assignment? Director Gine smiled, despite Stone's insubordination. LOMSD Holding Center was breached. Yep, I heard about that, Stone said. Right. Gein continued. Fifteen guards were brutally murdered. All hollows have been analyzed, but they didn't show us anything that the few survivors hadn't already confirmed. So, any idea who it was? Not your concern, Agent, one of the mystery men said, an older man with close-cropped hair and dark brown eyes. 
What he means, Stone, is that the identity of the target is unimportant, Gynes said before Mr. Stone could respond. Tracking this person down is all that matters. Do I get to know if it's a man or woman? Age? Description? A hollow flickered to life in the center of the table and Heather Walton's image floated before Stone's face. Pretty, he said flatly, keeping the fact he recognized Heather to himself. You don't have a problem of apprehending a woman, do you, Agent? One of the other mystery men asked, this one much younger and with a continental accent that seemed all over the place to Stone's ears. Is he fucking kidding me? Mr. Stone asked Gein rhetorically. No, Mr. Stone doesn't have a problem apprehending or neutralizing a woman, Gein said, becoming irritated himself. No neutralization, the third mystery man insisted, a man similar to Stone, plain in every way. We need this target alive. Your job is capture only. Stone fixed his gaze on Director Gein. Any idea where I start? Gein tossed a hollow disc at Stone. The agent caught it easily. You can study that on your way to the American base. You'll be going under the guise of investigating the Gramercy incident, but that is a smokescreen. Your key objective is to find information on Miss Walton, Gein said as the conference room door opened. Agent Turner here will be your driver and assistant, along with Reginald, of course. Mr. Stone turned in his seat to see the young man that had been sent to retrieve him from the shower. You'll be dead before sunrise, Stone said. Get me someone a little less green. Reginald snickered lightly. Director Gine leaned forward. Do you think this is all we are dealing with right now, Stone? Gine said. We are executing a shift of power the world hasn't seen since the Brimstone Wars, as you are well aware. All experienced agents are occupied at the moment. Agent Turner is the best you're going to get. If that won't work, Stone, we can put you back on regular detail, and then we'll see where you stand when what is going to happen happens. Fine, Mr. Stone said, getting up from the table and walking past Turner, right out the door, Reginald directly behind him. I'm not doing the paperwork when he eats B.C. The men watched Agent Turner scramble after Stone, waiting to speak until the door was closed. Can he handle the mission? Mr. Brown Eyes asked. Yes, of course, Gein responded. He's probably our best agent. Well, your best agent was just beaten by two kids and a security guard, Mr. Plain said. Hardly inspires confidence. As long as you're telling me everything, Director Gein said, then Stone will be fine. The three men remained silent. That is everything, right? Gein insisted. You've been told all you need to know, Mr. Gein, Mr. Continental said. Thank you. You may leave. Gein stared into the hard faces of the three men, smiled, and nodded. Of course, sirs. I will keep you appraised of the situation as I gain more information. We know you will, Mr. Brown Eyes said. Oh, and Director. Yes, sir. Try to stay off the hollows if you can. It doesn't reflect well on your status with us. We prefer to stay a little lower profile. Considering what is about to happen, I'm surprised low pro profile is in your vocabulary. Yes, well, until then, can you stay off the hollows? Director Gein nodded again and left the conference room, activating his calm as he went. Get me stats now, he barked. I want progress reports on every single mission in play. been listening to the podcast reading of Jake Bibles, The Americans. 
This novel and recording are protected under whatever latest, greatest Creative Commons license is out there currently. Share this all you want. Just don't even try to make a buck off it without the express permission of the author, me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, please go to jakebible.com. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Thank you for listening to this episode of the re-release of the original podcast production of The Americans. Don't want to wait each week for a new episode? Go to jakebible.substack.com and become a paid subscriber. Want more audiobooks? Go to jakebible.com for info and access to dozens of Jake Bible fiction audiobooks and ebooks. Cheers.